0: You're listening to the Locked On Broncos Podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. It is draft day, and the Denver Broncos have selected a quarterback. Via trade, Teddy Bridgewater is now a Denver Bronco after the team executed a trade with the Carolina Panthers yesterday. How does this impact the team's draft strategy tonight? What does this mean for Drew Locke? And our final preview before the NFL draft occurs on today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends over there, rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts of your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them, that Locked On sent you. I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, senior NFL analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Follow the podcast on social media at Lockdown Broncos. And make sure you hit that follow button or the subscribe button on your favorite podcast provider. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. But ladies and gentlemen, it is draft day. The moment that a lot of us have been waiting for since free agency had concluded is finally here, and it is crazy because everything has changed in the last 24 hours. The Broncos, they have a quarterback, folks. They went out and they made a move to get Teddy Bridgewater, and tell you what, there, there's some mixed reaction, I think, amongst Broncos country, but we're going to talk about the addition of Teddy Bridgewater via trade, what it means to the organization, what it means in the long run of tonight strategy for the NFL draft, but buckle your seatbelts in, folks, because we are about to go on a wild ride. So starting things off, the Broncos made a big move just one day before the NFL draft. Really odd timing, by the way, but they executed a trade with the Carolina Panthers by trading a 2021 six-round selection over there in exchange for veteran quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. We hate to say that the riding has been on the wall, but it certainly has been, and the easy tie to George Payton has been made. The Broncos, they've been trying to get Teddy Bridgewater for a little bit of time now. For the last month and a half, there's been contact between the Broncos and Bridgewater's representation. They've been talking since March but now Bridgewater he's officially a Denver Bronco and when you go back to the initial framework of when the teams had interest in talking back in March the main obstacle that prohibited this from happening anytime sooner Denver didn't want to take on the 10 million dollar guaranteed contract of Teddy Bridgewater in terms of what Carolina already had set out for him so the only way that Denver is going to make this deal happen is if Carolina took on a little bit of that contract and in return the Broncos they will pay for three million dollars of his guaranteed contract. Contract and a $1.5 million salary. And that was reported by Nine News, Mike Kliss, obviously a good friend of the show here through Tegna. And I, I think this is an interesting move for Denver. Now, I was driving my, you know, I was going to lunch. I was going, I had a TV interview for the Broncos for the draft stuff today. And I get the notification from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport that the Broncos have made this trade. I mean, it's finally official that Teddy Bridgewater's going to Denver. I had to pull over my car. I had to do a little bit of a lockdown now to really kind of give the initial reaction. But having some time sitting down and thinking about how everything went when you factor in the overall monetary value of Teddy Bridgewater's contract in Denver what Denver was able to give up in order to get him we talked about it on lockdown Broncos earlier this week if the Broncos were to have to give up a third round fourth round or even a fifth round pick I feel like that would have been way too much of the value for Denver to have to do that so in return a six round pick in my opinion is the perfect value this is a great insurance policy here for the Broncos and not only just that it's a great new opportunity for Bridgewater this isn't a move for Teddy where he's going to come in and just hold the Board to be the backup. James Palmer, the NFL network, had reported that he was told that Teddy Bridgewater is coming in to compete to start for the organization in 2021. And he also threw out an interesting tidbit there that when he was told that, he wasn't told that Teddy Bridgewater is coming in to compete to start against Drew Locke. He just said he's coming in to compete to start. So it could be against Drew Locke. It could be against a rookie, but there are several options right now on the table for Denver. We'll explore those a little bit later, but in reference, throwing it back to Bridgewater and why I feel like this is a a value move, a good value move for Denver. Like I mentioned, you only give up a six round pick to get him. You don't have to pay too much of his salary. You don't have to pay $10 million guaranteed. It's a perfect bridge for him to be able to come in and if he is the starter it is not at a massive contract so that helps Denver there but when you look at Bridgewater in 2020 with the Panthers he had 15 touchdowns in comparison to 11 interceptions he had a 69 percent completion percentage he threw for 3,700 yards and he had a 92.1 passer rating that right there statistically you'd like more touchdowns but only 11 interceptions on the year in comparison where Drew Locke you know he was a little bit higher than that Denver has an upgrade here in terms of production from 2020 with Bridgewater than they do with Drew Locke. Now, you can factor in Bridgewater is a veteran. He's been around the NFL for quite some time. He's been on the Saints. He was a very key cog for them when Drew Brees went down. He had a talented defense around him with New Orleans, and he also had some pass weapons down there as well. But here's the deal. I, I don't want to throw out the hypothetical just yet that, look, you know, Bridgewater is the guy in 2021. Obviously, it's a move where he could be potentially a guy in 2021. But Bridgewater... Coming into this situation, when you look at Denver's roster, the offensive line is much more shored up than it ever has been in Denver for quite some time. The wide receiving and the weapons around Teddy Bridgewater are arguably better in this situation than they were maybe even Carolina. I mean, Carolina's hard to say because they do have some really good wide receivers, young guys there. But outside of that, this is a more ideal situation for Bridgewater than I think for any other quarterback that they could have maybe brought in, even like a Gardner Minshew. So I like to trade it for Bridgewater over a guy like Nick Foles or Gardner Minshew. I think it's better for the Broncos, great insurance policy like i mentioned not too costly he has a chance to compete to start but this is great value and it's an upgrade right now over Drew Lock now and that's not to say that Drew Lock can't be the guy because competition we know brings out the best. But if anybody is surprised that Teddy Bridgewater is now a Bronco, I mean, we've seen this as a possibility for quite some time. The entire offseason, leading at to free agency, we've been told, we have talked about the fact that Denver's going to bring in a veteran quarterback option to compete with Drew Locke because Denver does view Drew Locke highly, but not enough to say, hey, you're the guy. We're going to give the reins to you. We want to bring somebody in that's going to push you. And if you can't do it, then we know that you're not the guy. And if you can compete and win the job and you go and have a great season, we know that you could be the guy. So it puts Debra in a position where they're not necessarily reaching by trading for Teddy Bridgewater. And so, like I mentioned, a mixed reaction by Broncos country. And we'll talk about how the Bridgewater trade impacts the Broncos draft strategy tonight because, ladies and gentlemen, it is draft night. We'll have a reaction on tomorrow's episode, Lockdown Broncos as well, who the Broncos select in round number one and what they do. But before we do that, folks, i got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at Wealthfront. And investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy, and they have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. And Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes that you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low 0.25% advisory fee Best of all, it is automatic and Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's wealthfron dot com slash LockedOnNFL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL and get started today. And as the Broncos await and sit on the clock tonight at pick number nine, presumably if they stay there, I wanted to share some Broncos fans' reaction to the Teddy Bridgewater trade. Like I said, it was a mixed signal, a mixed bag here, and Gutfield Fantasy says, to me, assuming that they don't draft a quarterback early, this says that they still believe that Drew Locke can develop, which is exciting to see. And if Drew Locke can't progress... Teddy should be good enough to keep things moving, but not sure he has what it takes to outduel some of the other AFC West guys. I think this is a very valid point. Now, I do want to throw out there that when Christian McCaffrey was healthy last year, he just came back from injury. Carolina went into Arrowhead Stadium and they almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Now Denver also did the same thing. They almost beat Kansas City as well. So almost is not good enough. You got to be able to do it. But I definitely do believe that Bridgewater is probably right now a statistical upgrade, an experience upgrade over Drew Locke, but Drew Locke can take that next step. Is he going to do that? That's up to him. Are the Broncos going to let him do it? That's up to them, to be honest with you. So we'll see how things fall tonight's draft. Orange Weekly Podcast says, Vindicated and Reasonably Happy, a good veteran backup quarterback who leaves all of Denver's options open. Yes, all options are on the table for Denver still. Deion Hicks, though, comes in. He says, I'm upset and I'm disgusted. Joe Flacco, Case Keenum, and now Teddy Bridgewater chasing another middle and quarterback for what? Because the others worked out so great, He says, I love my Broncos, so I'll still cheer like hell, but I just don't understand... The logic with this one, and and Dion, you know, if you're listening to this episode, man, you know, I, I try to provide a little bit of that logic, maybe as to maybe how the organization is thinking, at least how I'm seeing it as well, as to why they made this move. And it's a cheap insurance policy, and it's a legitimate backup quarterback. If in fact that he is a backup quarterback, and they're not paying a 10 million dollar guaranteed salary to a backup, it makes sense from that standpoint. Uh, but yes, I mean, what if what if Drew Locke is the guy? What if the Broncos don't go with quarterback? And they're stuck with Teddy Bridgewater as the guy. Can he be enough to lead Denver against the Chiefs? I don't think so. Even though that the talent, I think, is better around Teddy Bridgewater now Then again, this is all just hypothetical, so we'll see how things play out tonight. Broncos Avenue says six-rounder and a $3 million salary for a quarterback who has proven to be an effective backup. Doesn't bother me at all, just as long as the Broncos draft Trey Lance or Justin Fields tonight. And who knows? I mean, I don't think that Trey Lance will be available. There is talk, and, and even Benjamin Albright has thrown this out there. There is legit talk that maybe Justin Fields falls to the teens. I personally have a hard time seeing that. And in Benjamin's latest mock draft, we'll have a little bit of reaction to that. The Broncos aren't in a position to take Fields because the New England Patriots trade up to number eight and they select Justin Fields as well. So I don't think that Denver's going to make a, a trade on draft day to move up a spot to number eight. I mean, then again, they could, but it doesn't make sense after they've already orchestrated a trade with that organization and they've received Teddy Bridgewater. So there is a lot of options on the table for Denver. We'll see how those play out tonight. Evan Onstad says, Cody, if I'm the Broncos, I'm now looking for a trade back suitor and an extra first round pick for 2022. That gives them a chance to stack the non quarterback roster this season and see if Drew Locke is a franchise quarterback, if he can compete. If not, then they have ways to move up and get one next year. But staying at nine and taking a non quarterback is also risky because if Locke doesn't pan out, they need that extra first round pick to be able to move up next year. So trade back is. Give yourself more options and ammo. And actually, you, you touched on a very important part about what I was going to talk about this subject in terms of how it impacts the Broncos' trade um, and, and overall the NFL draft strategy. I like this, Evan. That's a great point there. Owen Ravenscroft says, I disagree. I think this makes them more likely to draft Fields or Lance. Who would you rather have mentoring a rookie that can pass from the pocket or run if necessary, lock or Bridgewater? I don't think the organization views it like that, though, Owen. I see where you're coming from. But in terms of the move, I don't see Denver trading up at all to get a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance if they're available I just don't see a trade up at this point because that involves giving up more capital. Devers wants to keep that capital for this year's draft and even next year's. But then again, stranger things have happened in the NFL. That's the fun part about tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's a mystery. We're all just sitting back, you know, media members, we're all sitting back alongside with fans and we're saying, "Hey, this is going to be a wild ride." So, let's strap in and let's see what the, you know what happens and how things play out. But let's get into this conversation though about how the Broncos' draft strategy could be potentially impacted here tonight. And various NFL reporters have said that quarterback is still not out of the question for the Broncos. Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, James Palmer, they have said that. If a quarterback falls to the Broncos, the right pick falls to them at pick number nine. Then they would more than likely take that quarterback. I don't think Mac Jones is that guy. I would be very shocked if that were the case. But like I mentioned, there is a chance that Justin Fields falls to Denver at nine, barring that the Panthers keep their eighth pick and they don't go quarterback themselves. or no teams try to trade up to maybe get him. There is an opportunity that doesn't happen. Then again, like I said, the NFL draft—it's fun. We're going to find out tonight, folks. So uh, stay, stay locked in. We're, you know, we're going to have you covered here with whatever the Broncos decide to do. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Broncos—if in fact Justin Fields fell at nine—if they selected Fields. Fields is a great prospect, and it gives the Broncos options here. And you know, I think it also would signify if Denver selected Fields at nine—if he fell to them. I think it says that Drew Locke's time in Denver is up because Teddy Bridgewater is more than likely going to be that guy. And we talked about George Payton not having his own quarterback. He didn't draft Drew Locke, so Drew Locke's not necessarily his guy. Teddy Bridgewater has been a guy that Payton's been very comfortable and familiar with. Then, if he has a chance to take his own quarterback in this year's draft, it signifies that, hey, more than likely, we can trade Drew Lock because some teams have called the Broncos this offseason, and said, "Hey, what is Drew Lock's price point? We want to We have interest in trading for him." Denver's had Denver has said no to those calls. They've shut down those trades. But now, if Denver has a quarterback at nine, it does open up the door for them to trade away Drew Lock, maybe acquire more draft capital along the way. So there is an option right there. But do the Broncos stay put at number nine? I. It, when I look at this, I have a hard time envisioning that unless if Fields is, doesn't fall there, I feel like Fields is the guy or Trey Lance. If neither of those two quarterbacks fall to Deborah at nine, I think that the Broncos will trade down. I think they'll trade back and acquire more draft picks because currently they only possess eight draft picks this weekend for draft weekend. They had nine. They traded the sixth rounder to Carolina. So now they have eight. And we know what George Payton's history with the Vikings they like to have a lot of picks. He even touched on it in his pre-draft press conference last week. They want the more picks. That way they have an opportunity to hit on more guys. And, and if they trade back, they're going to acquire more draft picks to make that happen because they believe that there could be a variety of two to three guys in a vicinity where they'll be picking that will still be available for them that they have high on their board. Everything's going to change, folks. The, the trajectory of the Broncos, it's not going to be the traditional John Elway way of thinking. George Payton, he is very tight-lipped about what he's going to do. He hasn't told anybody. So anytime you see somebody saying, hey, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, George Payton from multiple reports, even Mike Silver has said, nobody. George Payton has not told anybody what he's planning on doing tonight. So that should build some intrigue and mystery for Broncos fans. But, Broncos country definitely feels a little bit away about this trade and how it impacts their strategy. Like I said, for me, my realistic point of view on it, I could see the Broncos trading down, acquiring more picks and getting defense. Going going with the defensive route, cornerback, linebacker. You see them getting into that realm there, adding to Vic Fangio's defense in terms of the depth there because they do have other positions they have to address, linebacker depth, cornerback depth, a, an eventual replacement for Kareem Jackson at safety. Trading back gives Denver the best chance to do that without having to really reach next year in the offseason to be able to do that and then one final thing the Broncos they could trade away Drew Lock. could they trade him away on draft night I mean I think that it, the odds are very low right now pertaining to that situation happening but if and I said it if a quarterback falls to them at nine if they stay there and they're confident on that quarterback and they take him I think it points to all signs Drew Locke being on his way out the door in Broncos country. I'm really eager to hear your thoughts on the subject matter at hand. Let me know what you think the Broncos will do tonight on Twitter at Cody Rourke, NFL at Lockdown Broncos. But before we get into our final draft preview and some of our predictions and even touching on Benjamin Albright's mock draft, he officially released it yesterday, I've got to tell you about the other sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, BetOnline.ag and RockAuto.com. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline, and this week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL Draft is on today, and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. You get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code bet online your online sportsbook experts. And our good friends over there, rockauto.com. They're the one place that I go to when I need something for my vehicle, whether I'm adding something, whether I need something replaced. They're the place where I go for parts for my vehicle because they're reliable and they're a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Manufacturers, And they have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Depending on how the NFL draft goes tonight, the Denver Broncos might have utilized RockAuto.com to get some new parts for the quarterback room or maybe a defensive player position. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked on Broncos in there. How did you hear about his box? So that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need rockauto.com. As we get into our final draft preview, when the Broncos are on the clock tonight at nine, they could trade up, they could trade back. We don't know yet, but we do know that they have two quarterbacks, well, three on the roster, actually four on the roster right now, because Jeff Driscoll is actually still on the Broncos roster. So I imagine some moves are going to happen after the draft where some of these guys are no longer on the roster I know that the organization views Brett Rippon very highly I would love to see Brett Rippon stay and be in that quarterback room but there's going to be some odd people out especially if Denver decides to go with quarterback in tonight's NFL draft and complete coverage here locked on Broncos but if you want to hear the Carolina Panthers perspective about this trade of getting rid of Teddy Bridgewater sending him to Denver I encourage you to check out the Locked On Panthers podcast hosted by Julian Council he does a phenomenal job. This is a move that the Panthers fans have seen coming since they acquired Sam Darnold. And they're still not even out of the question that Carolina, they may even take a quarterback in round number one tonight. So we'll see how things fall there. But in the meantime, Broncos country, the Locked On Nuggets, hosted by Adam Adams and Matt Moore, is still ongoing. Check out all the pick-and-roll action as Nikola Jokic looks to be running away. With the MVP vote, at least he should be. Check out Lockdown Nuggets for more. But Benjamin Albright, our good friend of the show, you know his schedule was really busy. We were planning on having him here on the show. He was not able to due to some of the national radio appearances that he had booked. But his mock draft released officially at Pro Football Network. And his move for the Denver Broncos, definitely interesting. And, and this mock draft was released just a couple of hours before the Broncos actually executed the trade with Carolina to get Teddy Bridgewater. And it has me thinking that this might be the trajectory. This could be a real possibility for Denver. And Ben's pick for the Broncos, they stayed at pick number nine, but they took offensive tackle Rashawn Slater. Now, this isn't the sexy pick, in my opinion, for a first round selection, but it does make sense. We talk about Juwan James penciled in to be the potential starter or the expected starter this upcoming season with Mike Munchak. After this season, Denver will have to maybe look at that contract. They may release him after 2021. It's not going to cost them too much in terms of dead cap hit. It's going to be an easy release for them. But in the meantime, if the Broncos do go with Rashawn Slater, He has the opportunity to sit behind Juwan James, maybe even play in 2021, but he has an opportunity to sit in that meeting room alongside Mike Munchak. And when we look at the depth, there's Calvin Anderson there as well, who is going to be competing to try to get some time at right tackle. I mean, he's that type of player. The Mike Munchak, we've talked about how much he likes him here on this show. We've heard from Calvin Anderson himself of how he's viewed by Coach Munchak and what he's learned from Coach so, I, I mean, I don't know if the selection of Slater is the sexy pick that's going to really excite Broncos fans. And it could work out, I mean, or it could not. I mean, this is the thing about any first-round selection. I think a lot of people really get lost in this conversation on draft week or even in draft season is that they believe that a round one selection is going to make it no matter what. Look at Denver. Paxton Lynch, round one selection, didn't make it. Look at Tim Tebow, round one selection, didn't make it. It really depends on the environment. It depends on the scheme. It depends on the overall fit. And part of me is just thinking, I don't feel that the Broncos have Rashawn Slater as the number one player on their board. I don't at this point in time. But then again, I'm not in those meeting rooms. I'm not in that process. To me, defense or quarterback makes the most sense for Denver. So an interesting selection by our good friend, Benjamin Albright, on his latest mock draft, his official mock draft. He doesn't release too many, but when he does, he releases his official mock a couple of days before the draft. It's out now, profootballnetwork.com. Be sure to check it out, get his reaction. And in that mock draft, the New England Patriots had traded ahead of Denver to number 8 with Carolina to select Justin Fields. Now, part of me is wondering as well in Ben's mock draft, if Fields fell to Denver at 9 in his mock, would they have selected him? I have an imagination that's probably going to be the case. And so obviously you guys can check out Broncos Country tonight on KOA iHeartRadio for Ben's reaction and his discussion as to why he made the selections that he made in his mock draft. He did have the second most accurate mock draft in the world. Last year, So we'll see how things fall tonight for Ben and whether or not he can strike gold and maybe have the most accurate mock draft in the world this time around. But an interesting section to say the least, but I want to know what your thoughts are Broncos country for Sean Slater was the selection for Denver tonight. Where would you be? Would you be excited about it? Would you be disappointed? Or would you feel like at that point, it'd be better for them to trade back for me personally, if quarterback doesn't fall to them at nine with fields, I've been on record about this, especially on today's episode of the show. I would personally love to see them trade back and acquire an additional second rounder or an additional third rounder. Or if there's a team that wants to move it to the top 10, guess what? I, my asking price is, hey, I want a first round selection from next year and maybe a third round pick a first, and a third. That would be my asking price. And if Denver can acquire an additional first round pick for next year, you know what? I'm okay with that because if Denver finds himself in a position, let's say that the quarterback class, because everyone's talking about, oh, it's not that great, but we don't know yet. We hear that every single year. And then there's guys that emerge and become really great prospects that go on to have success in the NFL. Denver would be in a position if they possess two first round picks next year, if they wanted to move up Maybe it, depending on where they're picking, imagine if they were even picking in the, the top five based on whoever they, they got the pick from, right? If that person, if that team that they wanted to trade up to where Denver's at at nine has a top five pick or a top 10 pick, Denver's there. If Denver unfortunately has a losing season, they might have really, you know, two first round picks in a short span. So they have options. And I think that's for George Payton and the scouting department, the coaches, where they're all at right now, they're sitting in a position saying, hey, we don't have to reach... We can just let the board fall out how it may if it falls the way that we want. We're going to take a chance on this player or this player. But for me, the hard the hard no, the hard angle that I'm just so skeptical on as a media person, and I'm not even a fan of the Bronx. I have no fandom to the team. I just think that offensive tackle in the top 10, unless it's a real perennial guy, and I just don't know if, if Rashawn Slater is going to be a perennial all-star tackle, all-pro tackle coming up in the NFL. It's going to take some time for him to be able to get there. I don't think he's going to be that right away. And especially with what you're paying Juwan James, it just doesn't make sense. So for me, trade back, acquire capital, and then build the farm for next year because you have a better opportunity in my opinion if the board doesn't fall your way to get some really good players for the future and not have to cut your nose off to spite your face so we'll see how things go for the Broncos but Broncos country final predictions you want to send them in to me on Twitter at Cody Ork NFL at Lockdown Broncos I'll be interacting with Broncos fans all day and all night tonight as the NFL draft happens we'll have a brand new episode Lockdown Broncos for you tomorrow highlighting the Broncos first round moves or selections whatever they decide to do we're going to break it down we're going to put it under the microscope and we're going to share your reaction as well and we might even get some press conference audio from the Broncos first round draft selection. You can expect that on tomorrow's episode of the show. But with that said Broncos country in the meantime, tonight as the NFL draft is occurring, we do have you covered. If you do want some draft coverage with the lockdown podcast network, we've partnered with the draft network to cover the NFL draft live tonight, where you get insight and analysis from locked on local experts and the draft networks, national experts, subscribe to the locked on NFL YouTube page to watch the live three day coverage of the NFL draft, April 29th, all the way through May 1st. And with that said, I'm Cody your host of Lockdown Broncos. See you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.